0: Fresh off the heels of another successful workshop, Alex hey. Deacon is now back in the studio Woo. recording another episode of Alex Deacon. It's actually,
1: it's actually my office, but oh, we like oh, to pretend. We like to
0: pretend, yeah. Okay. Welcome back to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon. I am not Alex, I am Adam. Uh, with me, as always, is the important one, Alex Deacon, the Deacon of Real Estate. What's up, Alex? Hey, buddy. How are you, sir? I am pretty good today. Hey. Good friend I am today. I'm not your buddy, pal. Um, good. good to see you. <laughs> Listen. So I uh, hear today we're going to talk about um, because we get a lo- we get some some listens from all over the country, all over the world. Really, uh, we wanted to talk about some out of state and out of market investing, uh, investing the pros and cons of them. Uh, Alex, where would you like to begin with this topic?
1: Yeah, the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I was just I was on bigger pockets and you get a lot of investors who want to come here and invest and they're looking to. Uh, just because it's affordable and you can buy stuff here that you can't even touch in other parts of the country like san francisco or seattle or you know, los angeles where the price of a duplex there is four or five times the cost here hmm. so i was posting that you know a, on the forum and i thought well, that'd be a good topic for today so that's you know that's where we're gonna we're gonna chat on that a little bit, and because um, when I talk to a lot of these out of state folks, you know via email a lot of times, I can at least send them to this podcast, and they can instead of again me repeating myself fifteen times a week, yep. they can pretty much get the the Reader's Digest version of why t- or why not to invest out of state. And, and think, it doesn't have to just be here. Out of state anywhere has its pros and cons. More more cons than pros.
0: And it's probably a lot better, and 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 it's probably more enjoyable to listen versus you know read at this point because you can listen on the go. So mm-hmm. it'd be great for any investors yeah. out there. Um, and on your end, it's probably a lot easier to hit a share button than it is to constantly copy and paste and write mm-hmm. and write. <laughs> We're all so, so creatures of habit now. It's like easier the better. So. Um, but that's why we take these things. We take these for you guys, uh, and we take these for your knowledge, and to kind of just strengthen the knowledge that you have or add on to what you already have. Knowledge is power, guys. So, Alex, talk to us, my man.
1: Yeah, well, you and I were just chatting just before this, and we were, like, you asked me, maybe you didn't ask me, but it kind of came up somehow in conversation where, why do you think people are buying here or want to buy in pittsburgh i asked
0: if pittsburgh was a was a stable it was a stable market that's yes. why so many people were interested in very that.
1: stable it's very safe and inexpensive it doesn't appreciate like drastically which is good and bad right because uh, we looked at something recently you and i we went on to uh the internet and pulled up seattle and we looked at the prices of homes there doubled in like six or seven years yeah. it was insane you can't so, you know, you can't sustain that. Right. It's impossible. Right. And what's gonna happen is if you buy something uh let's say year five when it's almost doubled in price, and then year seven rolls around and it crashes and now that property you paid a million for might be worth eight hundred thousand. Right. Which six years ago was worth five hundred thousand, but unfortunately you paid eight hundred and now you paid A million. You paid a million, now it's worth eight hundred. Okay, that doesn't happen here. It's very it's a lot more difficult to make those mistakes here than it is somewhere else. The peaks
0: and valleys are very uh, – they're, they're more like speed bumps here than, mm-hmm. than peaks and valleys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all
1: they are, little speed bumps. Speed bumps and
0: a lot of potholes if you're familiar with Pittsburgh. So
1: not yeah. only that is it, it's just affordable. So I don't know all the areas of the country. There are probably other parts of the country that are maybe similar to Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm sure of that. But I know Pittsburgh, so that's what we're going to compare it to. So a lot, of, a lot of investors want to come here for one reason, is it's affordable. So a duplex that might cost you a million dollars in Seattle or Los Angeles, here is gonna cost you 150 to 250,000. So you see the, the drastic difference. Mm-hmm. It can be three, four, five times, maybe even more the price. So if you wanted to buy something, to the average person who's making, <clears throat> $100,000 a year. Or even, you know, even a couple making $100,000 combined coming up with to buy us $800,000 duplex coming up with 20% down, which is 160,000 plus closing costs is almost impossible, right? For the average person, right? So where they can come here in Pittsburgh and buy that same quality duplex and the rents are going to be less and all that, but the, the price is going to be 150,000 So instead of them, instead of that that couple having to come up with 160,000, they only have to come up with 30. So that's more palatable. So that's the pros of, that's the positive things about buying here in Pittsburgh. It's inexpensive, so the average person can afford to buy one or two or three, where in their market, they can't even afford to buy one. And two, you can cash flow, you can still cash flow a little bit here. Where I, from what I've understood in other markets, you're paying this $800,000 price tag for a duplex and you're not even cash flowing. And can I ask a question in this,
0: and you might get to this later on, so if I'm too early with this question, just let me know. But this, does, is it stay pretty stable here too because of, if you're investing to where it's a duplex, you know you're going to rent it out. Um, you always, with all the colleges that we have here, all the universities, uh, I mean sports teams, the arts, I mean it's, it's Pittsburgh for... For a smaller mid-sized city, there's a lot to do here. Does that play into it too, or is
1: it the only reason I think Pittsburgh is stable? Is there there is no population growth here? Okay. So that's one reason. Like somebody was telling me recently about, I think it was in uh, near in Louisiana. There was I guess it had to do with gas and oil and a boom down there so in that particular and i might be totally wrong but just to say it was somewhere in in that particular market there was literally oh i know who i talked to the the, um austin texas okay all right he said there were i think it was 300 people a day moving there which is not yeah that's what it was it was 300 per day that's a hundred thousand dollars a year $100,000 hundred thousand dollar peak these hundred thousand people moving to Austin Texas every year that was the growing rate that's not the case in Pittsburgh right so in Austin it's probably a lot easier to to make I shouldn't say easier it's not easy in any market but if you're buying there you know it's people are you can see what's going on right. it's expanding so right. almost anything you buy is going to go up right? right? Um, but it's not as easy as it sounds. But like Pittsburgh, that's not the case. The population here in Pittsburgh and Allegheny County has been pretty stable. In mm-hmm. fact, I'll look it up online while while you're you know we're talking and asking another question. But just to see what the difference in population growth between maybe 1970 and now is, and you'll see that it's virtually the same. So that would how can, be interesting, yeah, yeah. So I, so how can I mean? I guess prices could go up, and there's probably a reason for that, but. Uh, the other things, the other thing why people come here is because there's like, there's some talk about like technology, right? Yeah. Like Google's here, so when, as soon as you say Google, you're like, money. You're thinking I'm gonna make lots of money. People are printing money. But yeah. and I'm looking on this website right now, and this is something from uh, February 2018. So Google has. This is Amazon employs 60 people here.
0: Six zero Amazon because the rest of them are temps. They have more. They at their warehouse. They have a lot more people working, but they're temporary through like uh, fill-ins through temp. Yes, yeah, so just, I, be, I but just because doing, yeah.
1: you say Amazon, oh, Amazon has some sort of hub here or something, but that oh, doesn't mean there's sixty jobs, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so that co- that caused a certain area around where that Amazon headquarters mm-hmm. to flourish.
0: Yeah, that's where, where my wife works.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. but that's it. Mm-hmm. That didn't cause mm-hmm. had no, but it has an impact on the rest of the market because of that. Because of you saying Amazon, right, right, right. Now Amazon has. We're in the twenty finalists for picking the next big hub for Amazon, right? And from what I understood, it's. I don't think it's going to be here. But if that happens, right? So if that happens, they're saying that could that could be a, a fifty thousand jobs. Amazon. Wow. So fifty thousand jobs of it says um, cloud computing, advertising, e-commerce. If Amazon brings fifty thousand jobs to Pittsburgh, can you imagine what that would cause? That would probably bring two hundred thousand jobs, you right. know, with restaurants and whatever. Everything else attached yeah. to it, right? Okay. So if that happens, Lord, this will be an insane market. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going. But be you can see why just, <laughs> You can see why just Amazon and Facebook, and I guess maybe eBay has some stuff. There's, there's I know Uber has some yeah yeah.
0: There's a lot of people that have li- almost like little uh, subspaces in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but um, they're, Uber, they're very
1: small. I don't yeah. know what we're talking about. Maybe a, hundred, a few hundred jobs, I don't know. Uber's
0: would be even smaller, I think. Yeah. It's probably similar to what Amazon has with the small office
1: type stuff. So that's as an out-of-state investor, that's why you have to be careful in sifting and sorting through all the information. You know, Knowing that the population isn't growing. Knowing that, yeah, there's some big names and big hitters here, but there's no real major impact because right. there's just not enough sheer numbers are low. So you have to be able to sift and sort through information. And in order to do that, the Internet's only going to get you so much. You mm-hmm. have to know people with their boots on the ground who know what they're doing here. So for someone out of state to have that contact is super difficult most agents don't even understand this Mm -hmm. you know they just they don't they don't just because you're a real estate agent doesn't mean you understand why these things happen behind the scenes You, you really have no idea right you're just doing what i do and i still don't quite understand it fully but i just know through experience what's happening values wise and i see what happens when people are successful investing here and i see what happens when they're not successful so i can I have a reference point, so I can. I don't want to do that because that fails every time. Uh, that guy's really highly successful. I'm going to copy what he does. You know, I'm going to use him as as a, as a, as a mentor, so to speak. I was,
0: that was going to be my yeah. next question. So how and like we always say, it's all about networking and, and mm-hmm. building partnerships and, and building up and stuff like that. We, we, obviously then you would recommend you know t- at least touching base and having a contact in a certain city if you're you know even interested.
1: Yeah, or but it's so, hard, right. I mean, it's so hard, man. I mean, because if if I had to to be a contact for everybody who wanted to invest here, oh yeah, I, yeah. Were, I would not have time for that. I just that's why I do these podcasts so hopefully I can help enough people. Right. Like I love when I talk to somebody who's way more successful than I am, and I think like wow, how do you own? That many units, like each, oh yeah, I own five hundred units. and did that in twenty years. I'm thinking, man, you're an animal. I don't know how you did that because that's, and basically, it it fuels me. You know, right. it kind of makes me feel inferior. I'm right, like, man, <laughs> I only got like hundred units and whatever, you know. But and then people look at me like, wow, you have a hundred units, you know, hundred plus units. I'm like, yeah, but it's really, it's all real. It's all. Relative, right? It's subjective. Relative. I mean, very you know, subjective. You could have, like we talked about having just five or ten units, and you can set up yourself so you're financially independent in the future easily. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You don't have to be a hundred units or five hundred units. You know, more more money, more problems. Right, right. Yeah. More more units. You know, just money doesn't make you happy. So so the the pros of, of coming here to Pittsburgh are it's very affordable, and you can do a lot of damage with some money here because you can buy a lot. of that is, and it's very stable. So you, your risk here is is mitigated a lot just by being the, the market the way it is. So you're you're limited on how much you can you can lose based on that just because of the way the market is. That's big, period. Yeah. Now that's those are the only pros that I can think of. Now there there's <laughs> there's many many cons and the the the, the downside of buying here is. One, you don't, you can't read through the lines like I'm talking about here. You can't see the forest through the trees. You can't fully understand the market by what you read online and charts and graphs that you look at. You only, there's only so much you can learn there. Finding the right contacts here is extremely highly critical. And in order to do that, you, you just be willing to pay these folks handsomely. Okay. okay? Because finding a good contact who really has your best interests at heart and knows what they're doing, and cares about you and can spend the time with you and, and uh, help you, truly help you is uh, one in a thousand, and, and maybe that's even a high right. ratio. Okay. Uh, secondly, you need to the the downside of buying here is not having that person, not having your team. So you have to build that team that team is usually there's one catalyst one person It might be myself it might be an attorney might be a real estate agent you hook up with that right person and then you get access to their team so someone who wants to work with me um, they're gonna have access to my account and my attorney and my advisors and people that I know in the markets I don't know I I send an email to someone who I know truly understands that market like I got an email yesterday from an investor. He said, um, I got this place over in Catanning. It's just outside of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to get to Catanning, but it's not that far. It's probably, I don't know how far to Camp heard, been, I've been there, heard like of maybe it. Maybe 45 minutes or something. <laughs> but I don't know Catanning, and so I sent it to a friend of mine, and I said, what do you think about this? And then I don't waste a whole lot of time. Right. Because you know? if you chase every, you know, chase every uh, lead, you you'd basically you could run out of time real fast.
0: Right, chase it down the catch a nickel, and miss a quarter. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So,
0: hmm. So we got biggest thing is one you can't read through the lines. The the one of the biggest cons, the biggest con, I, what I'm hearing is not not being able to read through the lines is just the intangibles that every market has. You know, the the small underlying things that unless you've lived there, been there, invested there, have a team there, how you know. And, and I'm sure every market's like this. This isn't just mm-hmm. Pitt, you know Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is quite unique, but every market, I'm, you know, yeah, every is market, very unique. whether it's
1: yeah, and absolutely every market, uh, you have your experts in that market who know it, and they can tell you where to and where not to invest. The the, the question I get a lot too is where, where should I invest once I get to Pittsburgh? Where should I invest? What neighborhood? And Mike, I know we did some sort of podcast on this. My answer to that is it depends. It's always subjective. it really depends. Yeah. It depends what budget you have. What you're are you adverse to risk? Do you want to go ultra safe? Do you want to do you want to get a potential high return but potential high risk? There there's. so many variables. So
0: one thing that I'm hearing is that if you really do want to, you know, not, and there was pros and cons to investing out of state, and especially the investing here in Pittsburgh, but you absolutely want to have not only the game plan set out, but you want to have the plan set up and see it before you even yeah, think about it. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, I
1: couldn't have said that better. So let's just let's back up and let's give these folks listening just A a through Z. Nice. Okay, so number one, once you, once you pick an area, I don't know how you're ever going to do that. That's it's between you and what area you pick, whether it's Cleveland or Pittsburgh. But whatever area you pick, pick it and then go with it. You know, don't deviate from it. Just pick the area and dive in. Get and then number two. Get to know as much as you can about that area. So you're constantly um, educating yourself on the area, the statistics getting building your team getting to know people who know this market. Three, get here and and be here quite a bit if you can. You know, just don't rely on your advisors. You have to get here and see what you're buying. Okay? Until you build a really strong rapport with those those people in your team, you really should rely on your eyes too, right? So yeah, get here, get to know the area for um Probably focus in on a certain area in Pittsburgh, right? So whether it's going to be within certain city limits or certain suburbs outside of Pittsburgh, certain price ranges, you need to focus. You can't be anywhere in Pittsburgh because you won't find a good deal because you're just scatterbrained. You have to be focused. So hone in on a certain select areas that you want to invest your money. Then really get to know those areas, okay? So once you, Delineate. I want to be in Pittsburgh. I, I'm, I'm building my team. I have some advisors. I want to be in these areas. These specific areas, get to know them like street by street. The better you know the area, the more focused you are in a specific area, the better chance you have of getting a good deal. And then six would be just pulling the trigger, having the financing in place, and then when the deal comes up, pull the trigger. Don't wait. You can't hesitate because you won't you won't get a good deal if you hesitate because the good deals don't last gotcha gotcha so the only homework you really have if you follow those six steps I'm sure there's some sub steps inside of those but the only homework you have to do is decide what area you want to invest in that's out of state Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and just really start to lean in and learn and that's that would Mm -hmm. be such a tough thing you know to do too like you said without really knowing the area that's hard it's
1: difficult yeah and it's difficult not just knowing the area but then that that team to rely on you know yeah. contractors i'm story after story where uh out-of-state investors hire the wrong management company they have the wrong advisor they have the wrong agent they have the wrong contractor so they gave them too much money down and the contractor doesn't want to finish And it kind of got you stuck over a barrel because hey if you don't send another three thousand i'm not going to finish the job right and you're not even here to manage it to see are they doing the work they promised and there's a quality there it's it's insane to, to think you can buy property here and manage it and have a team set up in a short period of time okay. and get to know the market. It's, it's, it's virtually impossible. It's so term, what you, I guess one thing to look for that you can help mitigate risk is if you decide, okay, I live in New Jersey. I'm going to invest in Pittsburgh. If within six months you think you have your head fully wrapped around what's, where to invest in Pittsburgh and you think you have the right team in place and you think you're ready to kick some butt here, take a step back because six months is not mm-hmm. enough time. I mean, unless you're living, eating, breathing here and just living here for six months. But if you're out of state and you're trying to do this, if you think you can do all this in six months and find a good deal, it's probably a sign for you to step back and reevaluate and just make sure first before you jump in. That's not enough time. All right, boss. And boss, man. That's it, man. That How sounded done? like an
0: excellent, excellent tutorial right there. But I hope
1: us. that's helpful. I mean, that's. I hope that's really helpful to, to out of state folks. Even if... You're not out of state. You can use all of that just for the the framework of investing in, and I, in in Pittsburgh.
0: And that's why I wanted to bring up the offhand stuff with like the the universities and the, and the arts and sports and stuff like that I get here too. Just because you know, I, I think when you're out of state, you think those things might. Add to the luster of real estate, and oftentimes mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know. Um, and I think it just uh, that gives people a more realistic expectation. Um, I like that you brought in the job market too. Um, I think that that was really important. We really hope you guys enjoyed this. At home, where you're driving, where you're driving to, or however you're listening to us, make sure you're checking us out on. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spreaker. We're basically type in Deacon Hoover Real Estate into uh, any of your favorite podcasting services. You should find Alex Deacon uh, Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon and Alex Deacon's Property Management Series. You can also find uh, Realtor Nation uh, with Ian Hoover, uh, who also is here at DHRE. Uh, he's, he's Alex's great partner here, and uh, he pumps out a lot of great podcasts too. So. Find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter at Deacon Hoover in both places. DHREA.com is the new look website. All of our listings are on there now. It's a much smoother look. It's a much easier view. Check it out. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this one, and we will see you next time.